We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. All right, all right, you win. <laughs> I see you've played knifey-spoony before. It's Mark Grody on 670 The Score, a radio.com sports station. All right, all right, all right. What's going on? I am here with you until 10 o'clock tonight in for Joe O, who has the evening off. And just for this occasion, here it is right by my side, nighttime fully caffeinated coffee yes it is okay to drink coffee at night when you're hosting a radio show it keeps one's energy up yeah i love coffee any time of the day this is just really this is just another good excuse for me to be drinking coffee at seven o'clock at night so there will be a pot of coffee that is housed during this show which means the show might go until midnight actually it's supposed to go until 10 but we'll see how things go we might just jet right through cbs sports radio we shall find out uh, hope you are well. Here's what I have on the show tonight. There is going to be a lot of, of Bears talk because there is so much to discuss. Whenever I host shows, I love having Hub Arkashan when he's available. And turns out Hub is available tonight. So Hub will join me tonight at 720. Of course, Hub, the executive editor of football, excuse me, Pro Football Weekly, and uh, all over the score. He does a number of things. So we'll talk to Hub about the Bears in a little bit. 8 o'clock, we'll have another Bears guest on Aaron Lemming of the Bears report and Windy City Gridiron and he is also the destroyer of Lions Twitter so we'll see how that is going in his life and when I'm hosting solo especially I love hearing from you guys 312-644-6767 is the phone number the same number at which you may text the score as well I'll read your text some of them I'll even read on the radio but yeah this is a good night to to call and get through if there's something that you find provocative if you're in the mood to give me a call fight with me argue with me agree with me whatever it is 312-644-6767 is the number and i'm guessing that since i heard a simpsons reference coming in that adam stadzinski is the producer tonight confirming adam stadzinski back in our downtown chicago score studios adam hi hello there he is there he is it's adam stadzinski he he is he is there producing the show. So when you do call, and we hope you do, he is the voice, the person to whom you will speak at 312-644-6767. He'll line you right up, and then somehow, some way, through the magic of 50,000-watt super powerhouse radio, we will get you on the radio with me 
Mark Grody. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to hearing from you throughout the night. I'm also on social media. We can play there too. I will refresh Twitter throughout the night at Mark Grody. Sports is the way to do it. If you want to do non-sports stuff, you can hang out. I'm on Instagram. I hang out there, but I don't do much sports stuff there. But I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I don't know where else I am. I've like signed up for just about every form of social media at different aspects of my life. So I think I'm I'm on things that I probably haven't checked in in years. What was the original um, social media forum? It was the oh god, what was it? It was MySpace. The, the, MySpace, right, which essentially was for music, which I love. I'm into music, and it, I didn't really use it for music. I don't know what – I don't think any of us knew what we were doing when it was MySpace, and we all had our own pages. But MySpace, I think technically somewhere, some way, I'm on there still, but it is defunct and out of order yeah, as far as I know. I, dude, my MySpace I haven't been on in years. I actually tried to log in like a year or two ago, and it wouldn't let me. And I know that I have the password right because I know what my password was because it was the same password I used for everything back then. Because it's like it went out of business, right? So yeah, like I don't know. I don't know if it just got deleted because I didn't use it or what. But yeah. I do know that the last like background wallpaper thing I had was Devin Hester, a, fr- a, 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 a caption of Devin Hester running back the kick in the Super Bowl. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, man. It's like... The people that started MySpace and the subsequent social media forums, they knew what they were doing. They knew that all of us felt so important that we needed to get our stuff out there, our little bits and and clever things that we like to say and photos. Everybody, somebody knew that that Americans specifically, and it has spread to the entire world, but Americans like themselves. We all love ourselves, and we want the world to know it. So, that dude, thanks. MySpace was like so into um, ahead of its time. Like you had to be, you were coding stuff. Like that's how you put stuff on your page. You would use coding. So you would like it was like being a a miniature like computer coder and website creator yeah. going on and editing your MySpace page. Like, right? No social media does that now. No, I know, and it was, and I don't. Actually, no, I think you could do this on Instagram now, but back then, like a thing, part of the signing up process on MySpace was everybody had their own song. You would turn on the page, right? And you could just, it would be like, here's, hey man, I'm Adam Stadzinski and I love the Bears. And here's Stone Temple Pilots, my song, or my, whatever. My, what <laughs> whatever. Was, do you know, did you have a song? My song. Oh, man. My song I'm sure for I a did. Long, my song yeah. for a long time was Animal I Have Become by Three Days Grace, which for whatever reason was like my <laughs> okay. favorite song in high school. <laughs> that, that's 2006 fair. me loved that song. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's wheelhouse for you. Three, three Days Grace, the whole thing, man. I, I honestly don't. It was probably Pearl Jam. I mean, I'm not very. I'm a pretty simple person. I think people who listen to the score have figured out. That's my band, although I like to think I have a pretty diverse taste in music, but it probably was something like Pearl. I had to let the world know through other artists who I am. That's what we all did, and that's what we all still do. Through other people's art, we identify ourselves. So, oh, man. I guess maybe in the year 2021, I, I, 
I will attempt to become more original. We should all try to become more original because we all live through everybody else because everybody else's stuff is more funny than stuff that we can produce. All right, enough of that. We could talk more about social media later, but I'm on Twitter, at Mark Grody Sports. So if you want to hit me up there, you may. The Indianapolis Colts land Carson Wentz. It is over. Carson Wentz is going to the Colts. He is not going to the Bears. Of course, it's not official yet because nothing in the NFL can be made official until middle of March when the league year opens. But Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts traded a 2021 third round pick and a conditional 2022 second round pick. According to Adam Schefter, the Bears did not wind up making an offer to the Eagles. Doesn't mean the Bears were not in talks for Wentz, and they probably were. I, I have to think they there was conversation. They just didn't, literally, just didn't make an official offer. Again, according to sources cited by Adam Schefter. So none of this we have heard from the Bears. This all comes from the report, pretty much national reporting. Then it trickled down to the the local reporting, and that's folks. Folks, that's just the way it works, and the reason it works that way is because players and agents go to the national guys first because they want it to go national. They don't want it to just be local. That's why Schefter gets all the stories. It's not necessarily because he's digging into it. He just has better sources at the top, and he is it for a national outlet. So that's why it works that way, but of course it then trickles down to us and then we get our hands on it, and we take it, hopefully, in different and more interesting directions. And then and then we localize it, and then we serve it for you on a platter. Um, so... So the Eagles and Colts reportedly spent most of the past two weeks trying to finalize the deal. I looked at it, and I think I probably looked at it the way a lot of Bears fans looked at it and said, okay, that that sounds about the – that sounds like a very reasonable price. And I don't think anybody in their right mind was thinking that any team should give up a first-round pick at this point for Carson Wentz. But then I'm listening to Bears All Access, which was just on – Right before me, here on the score from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, Joniak and Thayer and Jim Miller with my guy Adam Stadzinski producing the show. And Jim Miller comes out on fire talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and not getting such a great deal. Take a listen to Jim Miller here. Philadelphia lost in this trade huge. Okay, huge they lost this trade. This is a, a this tells you that they're stripping everything down, but this is about as bad as it gets. Not only did they trade up, they they traded away five players to get Wentz. They they traded up not once. They traded up twice to get to number two. So they gave away five picks there. Um, he's going to be the the face of the franchise. They're trying to get the the deal that uh, the Rams just traded uh, for Matthew Stafford. Right? They got a couple of ones and another pick as well there. Plus they got a quarterback in Jared Goff in that trade. Also um, got nowhere near that. It's a third round twenty twenty one pick, and it'll be a second round. 2022 plus they're still taking a 33 million dollar cap hit philadelphia is this is about as bad as it gets guys people can try and spin it all they want uh this is this is a pretty bad deal for philadelphia all day long and now if carson wentz goes to indy and uh frank reich is able to resurrect his career and he plays brilliant it's going to look even worse for philadelphia for making this trade uh today so just keep your eye on, on what happens, but it, that, that's about as bad as it gets, what it's happened like, today. It's like, yeah, they, Philadelphia's like, all right, Jalen Hurts, better be good, man, or whomever we bring in next. And that is not an easy fan base to please in Philadelphia. But that was Jim Miller 
basically saying that the Eagles got screwed in this Carson Wentz deal. And he, you know, he laid it out well that it, it goes back a little ways to, you know, Carson Wentz coming here and what they gave up for him. And then now what they end up getting back. So it's, it is all relative to what Carson Wentz cost the Eagles from the day that he arrived there. And now for what they gave up. So I still say that Wentz was the Bears' best option to upgrade the quarterback position, and a, a second and a third round pick this year and next year would have been doable. You know that, and I know that. The the number one criteria that would have fulfilled that for the Bears was that he is, no doubt about it, better than anyone the Bears have now or had in the last couple of years, and that's where it has to start. Again, that's the... That's the essential spot. You have to look at it and say, are, is this is quarterback X or Y better than what the Bears have? And he definitely, without a doubt, fit that criteria. So now what? Because that's really the big deal. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about Carson Wentz goes to the Colts and what that means. Who cares? He's, he's gone now. That's over. So now what? And I always get back to last offseason after the Bears had acquired Nick Foles from the Jacksonville Jaguars, we had a report on this here very radio station, 670 The Score, by Dan McNeil, that the Bears' number one desire had been, had been Teddy Bridgewater. But the Bears, according to Dan McNeil's report, were not guaranteeing Bridgewater the starting gig. So Bridgewater apparently said no thanks because the Bears wanted to have a quarterback competition. They had not given up on Mitchell Trubisky at this point. So Foles was, at least according to McNeil's report, the, the fallback plan. So now when you think about Teddy Bridgewater, Carolina reportedly did try to trade him to Detroit for, you know, part of the Matthew Stafford sweepstakes. Like Carolina is thinking aggressively at quarterback right now. Carolina might be in play for Deshaun Watson. They might have the assets and they might be thinking blockbuster if the Houston Texans are really willing to play. Carolina has been open about wanting to upgrade at the quarterback position. So in other words, Teddy Bridgewater, if you still want him, he's one of those guys who is available and probably for very little in terms of of assets. Yes, he he would be in the second year of a three million or a three year sixty three million dollar deal. I think the ramifications for Carolina would be worse than any team that was to acquire him. Now it is true that Teddy Bridgewater was not great last year. Not great. He and this is why you have to always question why a team might be interested in trading somebody. He had 15 touchdown passes to 11 interceptions. He did have, you know, a solid year with the Saints two years ago, and and some might say and argue that that was because you were in Sean Payton's system, which is very finely tuned. But I think that there is good in Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's better than what the Bears have. Bridgewater is 28, and again, he would not cost you a lot. So I mean, I'm looking at this from a standpoint of what is left, what is available. Before we get to the break and bring in Hub, what about Derek Carr? Because he seems like he would be the next go-to, or at least he was for me after Carson Wentz. According to Pro Football Talk and now the Indianapolis Star, the Colts did put a call into the Raiders about Derek Carr, but we're given a, quote, pretty firm answer that Carr is not available. Derek Carr's brother, David Carr, remember Dave? He said earlier this month that the Colts have turned down trade offers for 
his brother, Der- or excuse me, the Raiders have turned down trade offers for his brother, Derek Carr. I'm trying to keep all the cars straight so all of this makes sense. Um, so, And it's possible that the Bears have inquired as well. The Bears have been tight-lipped about everything. Most of the reporting throughout the Carson Wentz thing seemed to be coming from Philly. So in other words, forget about Derek Carr. That would appear unlikely. Dak Prescott, not going to happen. And so then we're back down to the side dishes, like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco, Jacoby Brissett, guys like that. There is one other name, and, I, and I'll start, well, we'll get into it with Hub anyway. One other name is Jameis Winston. And Winston maybe gets locked in with the Saints, but he's keeping his options open. I think he's a guy that we might have to start looking at differently the same way we were willing to look past some of Carson Wentz's faults. I'm going to get into more of that later. I'll run it by Hub as well. Hub is going to Hub is going to join us next. As a matter of fact, I just had a a text that had Hub's Hub's name in it. Uh, oh yeah, it says Grody. Always great to hear you. The Hub segment should be very interesting. Good one. Hey, what about getting the grobber on this Saturday's suckage? Well, we'll see about that, but I can promise you Hub Arkish is next. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Wentz takes the snap. He fakes. He's back. He pumps. He swings it out. And it's intercepted! It's intercepted! And running down the far sideline and in for a touchdown. It's talkie-talkie. That was a poor pass by Carson Wentz. He had Sanders in the flat, and he ballooned the ball, and Taki Taki cut it off and ran for a touchdown. You know, I was just thinking, I, I like everything that I've seen Carson do to this point. But, boy, Taki Taki is just sitting out there waiting. Intercepted! Yeah! Kick ass! Kick ass! All right. That is uh, a Carson Wentz. Pick six call from our friends. Matter of fact, I guess you'd consider them a intercom sister station from the great WIP in Philadelphia. 
Good evening. Mark Grody here with you on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 The Score. We are talking about the Bears, and now we bring in Hub Arkish, the executive editor of Pro Football Weekly and Bears analyst all over 670 The Score. Hi, Hub. Thanks for coming on with me, man. Always a pleasure, Mark. How are you doing tonight? I am doing well. So, Hub, Carson Wentz going to the Indianapolis Colts for a 2021 third-round pick, also a conditional 2022 second-round pick. What would you think of the deal? Well, it's, it's I think, what we slash I have been reporting here on the station for the last couple of weeks, that the Colts were probably in a better position to make a deal than the Bears. I, I, I think that the surprising part is how low the price was. It, you know, it just, uh, I really thought that, that there might be a team out there that would give up a first-round pick um, to get just a third this year and then a conditional second next year that could become a one, depending on what he does, uh, isn't bad return. But, you know, Mark, one of the things that teams factor in with the trade value chart is that when you get future picks, uh, if it's not this season, they devalue it by one round. So in essence, what they're getting by waiting until next year, if it stays a two, it's the equivalent of getting two threes, even if it becomes a one because it's next Mm. year. Right now, it's the equivalent of a two. You know, and and the Colts are a playoff team that um, really with Wentz probably gets that much better. You got to figure they're going to be drafting late, uh, you know, in whatever round it may be. So, um, you know, obviously the Eagles were determined to get him out of town. And it just seems to me if they'd have held on a little longer and let the competition heat up, they could have gotten more for him. Yeah, no doubt. So, and all of that said, according to... Adam Schefter, and you may have reported this as well, the Bears did not make an offer for Wentz. Obviously, that doesn't mean they weren't in talks with Wentz. So I guess my question is, do you think the Bears should have tried to better that offer? What Should they have gone harder for Carson Wentz? You know, Mark, it, it's, it's the unknown at this point. There, there is a reason that the Eagles are trading him. And it's not the contract because they're going to take a $30 million cap hit this year and still have, I believe, another $25 million in hits they got to take over the next two years. Um, they're eating the pain of the contract to get rid of them. So, um, you know, you're talking about a team that has made up their mind. He isn't going to be a franchise quarterback. It, it's not really unlike the Bears moving on from Mitch Trubisky if they do other than the fact that Mitch is a free agent, you know, so they're not able to deal him and get something in return. Um, if the Eagles were willing to let him go this inexpensively, I know I'm glad the Bears didn't offer a first-round pick. Um, I liked him a lot coming out of school. I liked him a lot his first couple of years, but it's not like the Bears have missed their big opportunity here. Um, you know, All along, we knew there were a number of, of name, high profile, not necessarily great you know, production-wise quarterbacks that were going to be moving. And so, um, you know, at that price, I wouldn't have been upset if the Bears have made the deal. Uh, but that price also tells me that they may not be missing out as much uh, or missing out on as much as some people think they are. All right, Hub. So what do you think is next? What do they target next? Who are we going to start to hear about? Well, you know, much like they did inquire uh, about Wentz, I'm sure that they're inquiring about Sam Darnold. I'm sure they'll inquire about Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sure they'll pick up the phone and call Mike Mayock in Las Vegas and see if the, there's an opportunity to pry a Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota out of town. 
Um, I don't see them trying to uh, convince the Falcons to part with Matt Ryan. I think there's a few other teams that might. I, that just doesn't feel right with the Bears. But, you know, as far as getting somebody else's starting quarterback, um, I, I think where the Bears are concerned, those were the five names. Uh, you know, possibly Wentz, possibly Darnold, possibly Garoppolo, possibly Carr or Mariota. Uh, I, I, I have said ad nauseum, Deshaun Watson isn't getting traded. I believe <laughs> that firmly. Even if, if that changes, the Bears don't have the assets to deal. It would be a mistake. It would bankrupt them too far into the future. Um, I also don't believe for a minute that Russell Wilson is getting traded. Uh, but if he did, he would command probably a similar price tag to, to Deshaun Watson. And the only way you do that is is either you're a team that, that has everything it needs but the quarterback and is relatively young and can afford to part with all that draft capital, or you're beginning a complete rebuild. And, and it's really it's a horrible way to, to begin a complete rebuild by trading, you know, three first-round picks, which is what I think it would take minimally. Um, so I don't see, you know, Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson's as options worth talking about for the bears. Yeah. So the, some of the names, I mean, there, there's a whole boatload obviously of free agents and, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's name keeps popping up, but one name I want to ask, because I don't think I, I know I just had you on recently, but I don't, I don't remember if I asked you about Jameis Winston because he suddenly, he suddenly moves up a notch because I, I was pro Carson Wentz, but then now I, and I was willing to look past, you know, some bad moments for Carson Wentz. And then I look at Jameis Winston and obviously he had an inordinate number of picks a couple of years ago, 30, 30 or 33, something like that. But is, is, is Jameis Winston a guy who you think will or should be a starting quarterback in the NFL again? Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a starter somewhere, Mark. You know, yes, he threw 30 picks in 2019, including uh, breaking the record for pick sixes in a season with seven. Um, but he also threw for 5,000 yards that season. <laughs> so, right, and 30 uh, touchdown passes. Uh, yeah, Or 33, exactly. 33, yeah, actually. Yeah, he had a few more touchdown passes than interceptions. So um, you, you can literally count... I believe on one hand, uh, the guys who've thrown for 5,000 yards, a couple guys have done it twice. Um, and, and so, yeah, he's going to be a starter somewhere. Now, the thing about Winston is that if you can't coach those 30 picks out of him, the 5,000 yards aren't worth much, number one. Number two, this is a guy who has been dogged by, you know, more than a couple off the field concerns. Uh, he's not a felon. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, that, that it would be a mistake to bring him in. Uh, but you do have to be very careful when you look at the character issue there. We're also hearing that, you know, Sean Payton, unless he's just, you know, he's, he, there's no price to drive up. Winston's a free agent. Um, and Sean Payton says that the Saints are serious about keeping him. So um, I don't even know that he gets out of New Orleans, but I do think it's somebody you have to look at. Um, but you really got to get comfortable with, with those 30 picks, and that's a tough thing to do. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's there's so much raw talent there and i and like i said he's still young and a guy who could you think could turn things around but we, we shall see about him i don't know if that's a realistic possibility let's go to the other side of the ball and defensively and you know we, obviously sean desai had his introductory press conference the other day kind of hard to tell exactly what how things might change with desai as the defensive coordinator 
Do you think that there is anything obvious that will change with the Bears defense in in 2021 with Desai there or that needs to change with him there? I don't think it'll be obvious to the everyday fan. Um, You know, I think that, you know, to NFL people and and some media uh, who know how to watch tape and and, and to analyze schemes and coverages, yes, there will be differences. Um, And and again, for somebody who who studies this stuff, they could be fairly apparent. uh, But to folks watching the Chicago Bears, the only thing that could become obvious is is if what he is trying to do is successful, you're going to see more sacks and more takeaways. And and that's the reason that the Bears are focused on getting back to what they were doing under Vic Fangio in in, in Vic's last year in Chicago. They had an otherworldly 36 takeaways. They they led the NFL. Uh, The only other team over 30 was Cleveland, and they had 31, so they weren't close. Um, and they also, I want to say, had 50, either 44 or 50 sacks that year. I can't remember which it was, um, which, you know, it wasn't earth shattering, but it was, uh, you know, significantly more than they've had in the two years uh, since Vic left. And, and, and that's, you know, what, what they're hoping to get back to. Were you satisfied with uh, you and I both asked about Mike Pettin, the, the senior defensive assistant with the Bears, obviously with a huge resume, having been a head coach and a defensive coordinator previously. It sounds like Sean Desai is pretty secure having him on the staff. Were you satisfied with the answers and the, and the roles that Pettin may play with the Bears? Yeah, I, I was. And it was interesting because I asked him, uh, asked Sean initially um, about, you know, to describe how he views the relationship um, and suggested that, you know, the Bears created a new position to hire him. Uh, Desai kind of debated me a little bit and said, no, Ted Monachino, uh was a senior defensive assistant. Right. But Ted Monachino was also the outside linebackers coach. Uh, the Bears have hired a new outside linebackers coach in addition to uh, Mike Patton. So, you know, technically they did create a new position for him, and they only did it because Desai is so young and inexperienced. And, and I think he, he, he acknowledged that. Uh, he just wanted to position it as such as they didn't have to, you know, create a new job and hire him just because of his inexperience. So, um, you know, I thought his answer to me was 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 reasonable. Uh, but I was glad that you followed up because when you followed up and specifically asked him, "Are you his boss?" He didn't want to say that. But if you hear what he answered afterwards, he did say that. You know, I mean, yeah. he he said yes. He said, you know, if if there's something I need, he's a defensive assistant, and just like he would do it for for coach, meaning Matt. Nagy, he'll do it for me. And so uh, between the combination of our questions, yeah, I thought he was reasonably <laughs> forthright. Um, and, uh, you know, I think he, he we, we knew that that was the case. He was brought, Petten was brought here um, to be a bit of a mentor and to be a resource for Sean Desai. And I think Desai acknowledged that. Yeah, and if they can work it out right, it's a great resource. And, and he was like, the one thing I was really impressed with Desai in that press conference is kind of knowing what he doesn't know. Like, he he was okay to say, yeah, just like you guys know, I, I never played, I've never coordinated, and he he offered when we were asking about Petten, he said, I've never called a play. So this is good. So it's not like this is some guy coming in trying to do, he's going to do it his way, huh? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't sound like he's a guy who is going to push away help. Like, when he says he's going to ask for help, it sounds like he really will, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, listen, I'm not going to pretend I love the hire. I, you know, w- when you look at his resume, 
and compare it to some other candidates who were available out there and even other coaches without coordinator experiences but who have had more success in, in a number of roles and more experience, um, this is a gamble. But after listening to him and understanding why the Bears chose him, I'm not uncomfortable with it either. And, and I think what they're trying to do is is create the next Brandon Staley. They created the last one, by the way. Right. Staley, you know, was an assistant here with Vic before he got the coordinator job with the Rams. Um, and now inside of a couple of years, he's a head coach. I don't think they're concerned whether Desai becomes a head coach or not. But I think they believe that with a, he's actually got more experience than Staley had. Um, and, and they believe because of his intelligence. I, you know, this guy, Sean Desai, has both a master's degree and a doctorate. I mean, he's literally a PhD. And, and so I don't care that those degrees aren't in football. You're pretty smart when you're able to uh-huh. accomplish that much graduate you know, level work um, uh, and, and applying it to football. That can go one of two ways. You can turn into Mark Tressman. Uh, or, or you, or you can turn into um, a number of successful, highly educated coaches out there. There's not a, an obvious name that's occurring to me right now, um, but he's clearly got the smarts. I think what he showed us in the in the call last Monday is I think he's got the character, um, and I think he has little, or, or, or he doesn't have too much ego that will get in the way of his taking advantage of these resources they've given him. Um, so I'm, I'm far more encouraged after the press conference than I was prior to it. He's Hub Arkish. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Alan Robinson, there was an article written about him by, by uh, Tyler Dunn, Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com. And one of the, the things that he says is that Robinson doesn't sound like someone who will be a Chicago Bear in 2021 and it it even even if the bears were to put the the transition excuse me the franchise tag on him with this we're we're seeing a lot of players use their power like carson wentz just did like deshaun watson is trying to do and maybe Allen robinson would do the same thing too in demanding a trade what do you think about Allen rob do you still think it's going to be franchise tag or do you think that they they cut ties with Allen robinson yeah, you know, Mark, we've got to be careful with that. I mean, to be clear, Carson Wentz did not ask for a trade. The Eagles decided to dump him. And once the once the Eagles decided to dump him, he tried to influence where he might go. Uh, but it turns out, uh, as far as we know, the Colts were the only team to make an actual offer. Deshaun Watson hasn't gone anywhere yet, and I don't think he is going anywhere. And, and in Allen Robinson's case, he is a free agent. Uh, now, if the Bears tag him... There, there is really nothing he can do, you know, to, to force their hand other than sitting out the first nine weeks of the season and then coming back to, to get the vested year uh, towards his pension and force them to tag him again next year at a much higher price. But there's no reason to believe that Allen Robinson would do any of that. I mean, Robinson himself uh, was quoted, I believe, in that story. Uh, I haven't read the whole thing as saying, you know, everything is on the table, certainly including staying with the Bears. He's never been unhappy in Chicago. Right. And, 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 you know, he is unhappy with where he's at right now. But if they work out a long-term deal, that gets cured, you know. And if they do hang a franchise tag on him, hey, 
He's 27 years old. He's already made $42 million on the first deal the Bears gave him, plus his rookie contract. That tag, I believe, would net him about 18 or $19 million this season. And at 28, he'd be back in the free agent pool again. So none of this is the end of the world. You know. Now, you, you do worry about injury protection. There's no question about that. Um, but I, I don't see him... He's not dying to leave Chicago. He's not going to force his way out of Chicago. What he's not going to do is sign a long-term deal for less money than he thinks he's worth. You know, and and so um, it's interesting because this is just like the Carson Wentz story, where everybody had you know the Bears as the front runner, and we kept trying to tell everybody, no, they're not necessarily. Um, the Bears have given no indication that they intend to, to tag and trade uh, Allen Robinson. They've given no indication yet that they intend to tag him. You know, it's just you've had a few reports that, as near as we can tell, are completely unsourced from anybody but his agent. And you know, I know you've heard this line before. I've probably used it on the air. But in over 40 years running Pro Football Weekly, and we've broken more than our share of stories, uh, I've always had a rule, which is that we will not report or publish or print this with less than two reliable sources. And if one of those sources is an agent, then you need three, you know, uh, reliable <laughs> sources. So, uh, you know, basically everything you're hearing about the Robinson situation, Robinson situation is either coming directly from or being leaked by his agent. Uh, and that does not tell you uh, the real story. Now, I, I'm not predicting anything because what I can't figure out is why the Bears let it get to this in the first place. He should have had a contract extension last May or, or, or June, you know, and, and, and I, I haven't changed my mind about that. I won't change my mind about that. I know the reduction in the cap has caused some concerns. The, the, the cap actually went up today. Uh, the league, uh, I don't know if they announced it or this just leaked out. I got to go back and check the sources on this one. Um, but they're now saying the cap will be 180 million. That's 4 million more than what was originally projected as 176 million. Um, it's still going to be tough on all free agents because that's still 20 million, almost 20 million. It's uh, 16 million less than it was this year. Um, and it could go down or stay the same again next year. So the, so teams do have to be careful with how they structure these contracts in free agency. Um, but uh, there's going to be a lot less money to go on, go around, I should say. And wide receiver is probably the most loaded position in free agency. Now, Robinson is the best free agent receiver available. Uh, I think you can get a pretty much unanimous uh, um, uh, decree on that, or at least a strong consensus. Um, but... The money that he wants, which is somewhere between 56 and 60 million guaranteed, that's been the price range on the last five top wideout contracts, probably isn't there in free agency this year. So the question is, does he do a front-loaded, you know, short-term deal, two or three years? Uh, at that point, he'd still only be 30 when his next contract came up. Or is he going to try and hold out for the, you know, the whole 55, 60 million guaranteed over five, six years? And will somebody give it to him? Uh, at this point, there's not a lot of teams with that kind of cap space available to do deals like that. Yeah, that's rough. All right, last last question for you, Hub, putting on your your national hub arkish cap. Anything you're hearing about J.J. Watt or where do you think is a likely landing spot for him? Well, I know there's a big push from media and fans in Cleveland to suggest that the Browns are a strong front runner, uh, and he has expressed some interest in, in the Browns. Um, uh, so that is a possibility. I know he would love to play with his brothers in Pittsburgh, uh, but the Steelers don't really have a need at his position, and they don't have a ton of cap space either. Uh, a lot of people think the Green Bay Packers are the favorite for J.J. Watt. 
They have cap issues as well, but he would be an outstanding fit with them. Um, there are, you know, some reports about he'd like to go to the Bucks. Uh, what's interesting about that is that Shaq Barrett is a free agent who's going to break the bank, and, and they could conceivably let Barrett walk and bring in a J.J. Watt. And then there are the Bears rumors that won't go away because his wife plays professional soccer here in town with the Red Stars. So <laughs> That's all we um, have. Well, all we no, have. <laughs> no, there's more than that. I mean, I, yeah. I actually I, I, I saw an interview with him um, where he was asked about things that matter, and I can tell you the idea of playing on a defense – um, with Khalil Mack and Akeem Ooh, Hicks yeah. and Kyle Fuller uh-huh. and Robert Quinn uh-huh. would really appeal to him. I mean, yeah. the, the Bears, if the Bears are interested, they have a shot. But but the Bears' problem is, is that, you know, they've got their own cap issues. The, yeah. the Bears are not going to be, uh, I'll, I'll maybe this is, uh, I don't have to tell you to save it because this stuff always ends up in the in the bumps when I come on the air anyway. Somebody <laughs> will save this and play it a thousand <laughs> times. But I'm going to say it because I believe it. The Bears are not going to be a better team in 2021 if they do not retain Allen Robinson. Um, and it's not because Allen Robinson is the best or most indispensable player in the NFL. It's because you have to look at the situation that they're in. He gives them a number one receiver. And between Darnell Mooney and Anthony Miller, if he's back, you probably have a number two and maybe even a three. But without Allen Robinson, and if you move on from Anthony Miller, all you got is Darnell Mooney, who I love, but who, who is at best case a two. And, and that's it. There is nobody else. Uh, you know, and, and so now hmm. you have to you almost have to use that first round pick on a wide receiver because that's going to be the strength of that round. So now you're without a first round pick and you've done nothing about the left tackle position, nothing about the quarterback position. You, have, you don't have a starting safety, depending on what you do with Tayshawn Gibson and Deion Bush and DeAndre Houston Carson, who are all free agents. And I can go on. There's more. You probably need two tackles. And so if you if you retain Allen Robinson, now you can make a deal you know, with, with later mid-round picks for a quarterback to at least compete with and push you know, Nick Foles and maybe take the job or back him up. You can also draft a, you know, hopefully a franchise left tackle in the first round. You've still got the rest of your picks. Allen Robinson is the linchpin to everything that the Bears want to do to get better. Um, and, and so to me, that's the key. You know, you sign Allen Robinson, you got a chance to be a contender this year with some other very smart moves. If you do not re-sign Allen Robinson, I think this franchise is going backwards. I don't think they'll contend this year, and, and then everybody else is a year older, and you got even bigger problems at the end of the year because you may be starting over with a new GM and a new head coach. Oh man, yeah, no, and and who knows how much, you know, Allen Robinson's presence contributed to Darnell Mooney being as good as he was, and I think Mooney was really good, but you know, I mean, you you somebody had to benefit from Allen Robinson who wasn't Allen Robinson, right? Well, and here's this is why this is such a mystery to me, uh, Mark. And, and I understand that that the reduction in the cap and concerns about the cap made this difficult. Uh, certainly, his, 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 he's been healthy since he got here. Um, his performance has been outstanding. He's outplayed the contract he got as a 24-year-old free agent. Um, and, and, and that's why I can't understand why they let it get to this point. Um, but the, the other piece of it is that Everything we hear from Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy is based on culture. It's about culture. That's our, that's our first concern. The no turds rule, leadership, you know, <laughs> character. Allen Robinson is one of the two or three most important people in that locker room, uh, along with probably Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks. You know, and 
And, and for that reason alone, you, you don't want to let them get away. And so it just defies explanation to me that they would let him get out of town. Um, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. The, um, the, the, it's not the deadline, but the start date, if you will, uh, to assign franchise and transition tags is next Tuesday, February 23rd. If I forget it, I'm in trouble because it's also my wife's birthday. Um, <laughs> and uh, I would think shortly thereafter we'll have some indication. Uh, I, 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 I have to believe they're going to tag them uh, for, for several reasons. One is because it gives them the protection they need. Two is if they can't sign him, at least that gives them the ability to trade him and get something in return or at least to attempt to. Um, but also three, and, and importantly, is by tagging him, it encourages him and his agent to sit down and have serious negotiations. And I'm not saying that they haven't wanted to or aren't ready to, um, but obviously they've, 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 they've thrown some kind of price out there that the Bears have said, well, we can't do that or a deal probably would have gotten done. So uh, I think next Tuesday is a huge day uh, for the Bears. It's a huge day with this Allen Robinson question. And then once we see what the Bears do there, we'll start to have a better indication of what they're going to do everywhere else. Hub, great stuff. Thank you as always, my friend. And I will not ask you to come on um, when it is your wife's birthday, okay? Um, she's used to it. I wouldn't worry. (laughs) (laughs) All of our significant others are used to our bizarre schedules. If you're on and they tag them, feel free to give me a call or if they don't for that matter. (laughs) Well, guess what, Hub? I'm going to take you up on that. Thank you for coming on, man. All right, man. Take care. Have a good night. Yeah. That is the one and only Hub. I'll always have Hub on because Hub's always got information. He started. He really started getting cooking there towards the end. Great stuff from Hub Arkish. Want to know uh, your reaction? Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. We'll talk a lot more about Alan Robbins. I'll get more into that article from Tyler Dunn that I was talking about. I actually have the quotes from Alan Robbins, so we'll get into some of that. Aaron Lemming from Bears Report. Always great insight. He's going to join me at eight o'clock. So a lot more Bears talk to come. I'm Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. I don't really think that Deshaun Watson is that much of an upgrade, if any, over Mitch Trubisky. You seeing are that Matt, out that, of seeing, your damn fool that. mind. <laughs> I got to tell you, that was about the point that I found out I was hosting a show tonight. That was today. I was, I was in the Western Burbs today visiting my parents, and so I decided to go to the Jewels on Irving Park Road in Itasca slash Wooddale on my way back to the city because I had my car, so I decided to load up my car. My car! My car! With groceries, and I had the radio on listening to the all-new Birdstein and Rahibi show, and I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, don't, no, 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 don't, sir, 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 look at me. Sir, don't do this. Don't do, don't do, do you know who you're talking? That's Dan Bernstein you're talking to. You cannot make this call. And you always have to listen. Is this a Fugazi? Is this guy for real? Are you kidding me? And it sounded like he was for real because he was really trying to make state his case. And if you didn't get it out of that little excerpt, what that person was trying to say essentially was that you're you're just as well off with Mitchell Trubisky as you would be with Deshaun Watson. That because Deshaun Watson, as he put it, blew a 24-point lead at one point in time. That Deshaun Watson, he's actually not that great. A lot of people think he's really great. He's actually not that great. Ah, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. You could, you could make an argument that, you know, what where he is in the rankings in the top 10, but um, what he was doing there was going to get him nowhere. So, I feared for that caller. Bernstein lit him up pretty good. Rahimi kind of had a little, like, 
little bit of good cop in her, a little bit of sympathy. It sounded like so that which was good, which was good, and that's that's why that show is good and that show is going to work absolutely one hundred percent. So that was fun. Maybe we'll play the. <laughs> We will play the entire call a little bit later. I'm Mark Grody. Aaron Lemming coming up in just a few minutes from the Bear Report. 8 o'clock, he'll be on with me. A um, few of your text messages, 312-644-6767. Groats, I'm on the Fitzpatrick train. All aboard. Winston would be acceptable also. That's from Peoria, Matt. There is something so safe feeling about the Ryan Fitzpatrick train. Ryan, like I said, Ryan Fitzpatrick gets you about five wins. I don't know that you want, you would not hire Ryan Fitzpatrick to be your starting quarterback for 16 games. So that's the, the issue I have there. You are conceding something if you hire Ryan Fitzpatrick to be your starting quarterback. So I'm, I'm not all aboard necessarily with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Winston I'm a little bit more intrigued with because because it is, he had a bizarre year a couple of years ago. Hub, you know, outlined it pretty well with all the you know, pick sixes suck. Those are deadly and those are horrible. That means that he's a risk taker. He had, it's the best way to look at Jameis Winston two years ago. He had 30 interceptions. That's horrible. But, but he had 33 touchdown passes, which is excellent. So don't, don't tell me that that's not a possible reclamation prospect, but that, would involve risk. There is no doubt about it, and I would be contradicting myself if I said the Bears are in a position to to take risks at this point. Um, let's see what else here. The Bears haven't won since 1985. Thank you. Um, I know there's more to that text, but it's all separated. Is that the last time they won? Do, do we know that? <laughs> hey, I count going to the Super Bowl studs as a time in which the Bears won. So, That's true. That was a, that was a know, good that was a good period of Bears, uh, a good timeline for the Bears. That those like really three was. to four years. Yeah. So thank God they've been to a Super Bowl because I wouldn't want to be playing that game. You know, because the game is already building. The since 1985, the last time the Bears won a Super Bowl. That still doesn't sound devastating. It sounds bad. There's no doubt about it. But it's not like Cubs bad. You know, it's not like a century we're talking about. I mean, it's getting, it's starting to enter devastation territory. But for now, 85, so the fact that they've been to a Super Bowl is really important when we start throwing around those kinds of things. Um, somebody mentioned Colin Kaepernick. I don't know what's going on with Colin Kaepernick. I haven't heard a thing about him lately, but that's interesting. 708, hey, heard your Pearl Jam top five. I share a playlist with my girlfriend, 11 hours now, Pearl Jam 10 release. Hey, studs, can you help me interpret that one? Like, I like I totally want to hang with this dude because, like, he's talking about Pearl Jam, but I didn't understand what he's saying. I share not, a playlist with my girl. Does that mean he shared my playlist with his girlfriend? I'm not Maybe. really... I saw that earlier, and I was trying to interpret it myself. I'm yeah, not like I really want to. Sure. I want to react to it and say something. And then it says 11 hours now. That that's where I maybe she's been listening to it for 11 hours now. Pearl Jam. And then he just says Pearl Jam 10 release. So just naming random Pearl Jam stuff. Uh, yeah, so. I don't. I don't quite understand okay i'm glad i wasn't the only one i want to i so badly want to understand where that texture was coming from all right quick break when we come back more bears talk with aaron lemming of bear report i'm mark grody in for joe o on chicago sports radio 670 the score 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 